Hey guys, I'm Alicia Tova and welcome to The Freelance Hustle, a podcast for go-getters. Each week, I'll be sharing pieces of my story along with fellow hustlers so you can run your business like a pro. Hello everyone, I hope your week is going well. I am here with another episode. Um, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, for some reason this week, it just felt like pins and needles to get this episode up. I actually am having my audio guy, Camden Stacy, who is amazing. And if you ever need audio mixing or any of that stuff, he's your guy. But I kind of took a hiatus with him the last few episodes just because of budget constraints. And I honestly just have had a lot more free time than I did in the past. But I don't know. I just felt, I don't know if lazy is the right word this week, but yeah, I think with anything you do, sometimes it's like you really have a gusto behind it. And other times it's just like, you just don't want (laughs) to. And I am just being transparent. Yeah. This week I just like didn't really want to podcast and I think that's okay. And I feel that way with photography too sometimes. And I think it switches on and off for all of us. But anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to come on and say hello and tell you how my week has been and my last few weeks and what I'm really working on. Right now, I'm just working on restructuring things. I'm looking at what my year ahead is going to be like, and it's definitely different than in the past. I mean, all my weddings are pretty much canceled or postponed. And the big issue that I'm dealing with right now is a lot of my 2020 weddings are getting postponed to 2021, but I might already be booked for that date. So I'm actually working right now with someone in the Chicago area. Her name is Momo Fritz. She's a really awesome wedding photographer, portrait photographer. And so we're kind of getting her all ready and trained to go so that she can lead shoot a lot of my weddings for next year. And it's going to be interesting. I've actually always wanted to do this and I've never really allowed myself to like go in feet first and figure it out. But now I have really no other choice. So it's been relinquishing a lot of control and it's been leaning on my community for help. And this is actually what today's episode is all about. I'm sitting down with Alex Mateo from Pull It Together. It's another fellow podcast. She's a female entrepreneur and she really focuses on podcasting for women and redefining what it means to be creative on their own terms. And she has just really honest conversations and inspiring interviews where they kind of break the mold and debunk myths of being a creative. She actually used to be a Broadway actor and has kind of pivoted recently. And she reached out to me asking to be on the podcast and talk through some things. And I just feel like within the last few weeks, it's been this whole thing of like pulling a community together and just helping one another. And I'm not going to lie, I've always been such an individualized worker and like workhorse. I think with freelance, that's just a little bit in our DNA is like we do better working alone. I remember my first job, well, not first job, but the last job I had before going freelance, I was on a team of like six people and it just always felt a little unnatural to me and a little frustrating to me. And I guess that's like a strength and a weakness of mine of like, I can really tunnel vision and just do what I need to do to get done. But then I also like need to learn how to rely on others. And I think especially with all the weddings and moving and shaking going around, like I need to get creative and I really do need to lean on people for help. So I hope that 
yeah, this this episode resonates with you guys. And hopefully it will bring together more conversations between me and you, the listener. Like I feel like when I'm talking into this microphone, I'm just looking out my window and not really visualizing who is <laughs> receiving on the other end. So I'd love to just bring this full circle and have it all come together and really hear from you guys and see what you're going through and what you're working on and how we can hopefully collaborate together down the road. If you ever want to get in touch, info is in the description, feel free to email hello at alishatova.com. DM me, write me, maybe don't call me. Not much of a phone call person. (laughs) But anyways, let's get straight into the episode. Here is my conversation with Alex. Enjoy. It's better. It's It's amazing. I've always wanted a handheld mic too, like you have, because this is so debilitating. It's like, I can't do so much, you know? Yeah. This is, well, I just finally started, it's a USB mic and I wasn't, I was doing the big heavy hookups for so long. Mm. And I was like, I'll just try the USB and you can like do it in your bed and it doesn't make the crinkly sounds. So I was like, this is a game changer. Totally. Like I can't wait for the day where I can just sit on my couch. Actually, yeah, exactly like you're doing. And just like, it just feels more relaxed than this. So good setup that you have. (laughs) It's okay though. Whenever I'm interviewing other people, I usually have it like set up though. So I can do, you know, in the stand so I can do the notes and everything. But yeah, this is my first time like doing it from bed and I'm feeling real good about that. (laughs) It seems so appropriate for these Mm -hmm. days. It's Yeah. (laughs) Have you been on a lot of other people's podcasts? Like how often are you the interviewer versus interviewee? So I just launched this. I launched my fifth episode today, actually. And so I kind of stockpiled a bunch of episodes. So I just recently started reaching out to other podcasts to be a guest. So I have three interviews coming up in the next week, but you're my first one. Well, I'm glad I'm getting you warmed up. It's, yeah. it's definitely different to be on the other side. I have, I feel like three different ways of recording, which is like, I'm asking the expert and then I have episodes where I talk alone and then a few instances where people have interviewed me. And Ooh, I, I actually think I like this the best because it <laughs> in a way takes the pressure off me, but it's fun. It's good to see every aspect of it so that you just become so comfortable yeah, that's amazing. I had to work, I feel like, to get to be a good interviewer because I'm like, I want to talk all the time because I'm an actor. And so I'm like, oh my God, that story reminds me of this story. Let me share it with you. And so we're learning, we're growing. But I love I love that you do solo episodes. I'm so scared. I know eventually I will probably end up doing one, but I'm like, do I have anything poignant to say by yep. myself? Yeah. <laughs> You'll start. It's the tangents are real. Like you really have to have points written down or else I'll be talking for 10 minutes and pause and just think to myself, like, what did I just say? <laughs> like, where, where's yep. this going? <laughs> yep. 100%. Well, I'm really happy to have you on today and I'm just so interested to hear more about you and what kind of led you to this podcast world and just area of like helping other creatives and freelancers be the best people that we can be. How how do you get started in the podcast world? So I am an actor. I'm a Broadway actor. I'm in Mrs. Doubtfire in, on Broadway. I, I want to say currently, but 
we're on a pause with the rest of the world. About a year and a half, two years ago, I just recognized how much of my creative power I was giving away to other people. I would go to auditions and I just had this like desperation that I feel like people can smell on you when you go into an audition. You're like, give me the job. Am I good enough? What did, did you like wear your heart on your sleeve? And you're like, did you like it? Did I do what you wanted me to do? And I was kind of approaching my Saturn return where I don't know how woo-woo you are. I'm, I'm give, give me all the woo-woo. Great. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty woo woo. And so I was approaching my Saturn return and I was in a relationship that was really not serving me and was not the healthiest of relationships. And I wasn't booking the work I wanted to book. And I was just very depressed, I guess would probably be the right word. And I started listening to podcasts. I was very late to the podcast bandwagon, but I found Almost 30, who actually is going to be a guest on my podcast, which I'm so excited about. But it's a wellness and spirituality podcast. And I took so much comfort in listening to other women's stories. And I have such a strong community of women in my life, but this was women who were talking about things that like I was interested in, but no one I really knew was talking about it. And I felt so empowered by that. And there was like just this little like kind of nudge. I think it was my intuition being like, hey, you could do this and you'd actually probably be really good at it. Do it, do it, do it. And then finally, Fast forward, like eight months later, my boyfriend and I had broken up. I was having coffee with one of my dear friends, Dustin of The Vegan Roadie. And he, I was telling him, I was like, you know, I just keep feeling called to podcasting and I don't know if I should do it. I really want to have a partner. I just, I don't know. And he was like, well, I'll do it with you. And I was like, oh, great. And it felt like less scary being partnered with someone. And so we like, dove in like a week later, we had had a name, we had the spreadsheets, we had the Google Docs, we were like doing everything. And we started Pull It Together, which is my podcast. And a few months into that, Dustin kind of went through his own life change where he decided to move to Atlanta and he was going to get married to his now husband. And we kind of were at this crossroads where we were like, okay, well, what do we do? And we were only, I want to say like three months into the podcast. And I, I kind of was faced with this decision like, okay, well, do I move forward with this thing on my own or do I just give it up? And I went for a walk with one of my girlfriends and I was very sad and <laughs> mourning the loss, but also kind of really excited about like, okay, well, if this was just mine, like mm. what could it be? And I started talking about like really focusing on women and creativity and creating a community around that and having those conversations. And I got super, super excited about it. A little scared, but definitely excited. And at the end of our walk, I got a text message from my agent saying that I had booked this Broadway show. And I felt like it was just the universe giving me this like, here you are, here's some financial stability. Now go follow your dream, make this what you dream it could be and do it go all in. And so that's what I did. And then I took about probably eight months to rebrand and come up with this idea for the podcast, conduct a bunch of interviews. And I was sitting on these interviews for a while and rehearsing my Broadway show. And then COVID happened and it just felt selfish to hold on to them. I was going to wait until the summer and have like a big launch party and do everything. And I was like, no, we need creative voices right now. We need people to be inspired now, especially because so many of us freelancers and creatives have had our 
jobs taken away in like a very violent and sudden way. And so I just decided one day, I was like, we're just going to release it. We're going to start releasing it now. And so that's what happened. And I released the podcast and it's been having like really great response. And more than anything, it's kind of given me... Or not kind of, it has given me agency back over my own creative journey and creative expression. That was a very long answer to your question. I'm so sorry. No, I I go back to when you say your intuition, your intuition, because I think what's common with a lot of creatives and freelancers is that muscle within us is just so there. And I think if you don't have a strong intuition, you can't actually see what's in front of you. And I love how you had said that. And then of course, immediately went into the backtracking of, oh, I don't know, like everything's Mm -hmm. a little confusing about this because that's what everyone goes through. Like, that's exactly what my journey was. It obviously was not in COVID era. This was back in 2014, but it was this like, I have an exciting idea. I know that I'm good at it. My intuition is telling me to do this. And then here's all of these excuses and all of this doubt as to like why I could potentially fail. But I think because I loved it as much as I did and I trusted my own talent and intuition with photography, I just knew that everything else would follow. And that's what I hear so vividly when you were just talking and it's just so exciting. And I think that's why I've been excited about the Freelance Hustle podcast is there are hundreds, thousands of people out there just like you. And it's so exciting at the beginning. And I'm at a point where it almost feels like this like old lady crunching through because (laughs) I've been doing it for five years. And sometimes I just need like the zest that you just gave me to remember like, oh yeah, even in these crazy, weird, hard times, like I am not alone in this. And it's actually just such a like amazing thing that I can put my art out there and also share my insight and value and knowledge with the people who might be struggling. I um, was listening to another interview a few weeks back and they were like, you know, if you don't share your gifts with the world, you are cheating thousands of people out of accessing their greatest potential. Totally. Because it's all around fear. So like I was just saying, actually in today's podcast, when I was listening back to it, it's like fear is excitement with the brakes on. Mm -hmm. So it's like for me, those two emotions are so like tightly interwoven, fear and excitement. And for a long time, I kept thinking fear was intuition. And so I've spent a lot of time trying to cultivate that relationship with my intuition because I have crippling anxiety and I just didn't trust it. And then when I started to listen to that more and when I started to kind of tap into like, okay, well, what feels good? And that's when things started to kind of feel easier, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a way. And, you know, there's always going to be that little thing that's like, oh, no, but, you know, what if you're bad at this? Or what if people think it's stupid and it's like it's just your ego and like am I allowed to curse on here? Yes. You oh. are. <laughs> Be like ego is like gonna is like a cock block to your intuition like mm-hmm. always 110%. Yeah. yeah, I used to do this thing where people would tell me your work is so good and I would do the bashful like oh no 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 no. And over the years <laughs> I just started to say like thank you. Thank you so much. Like I really appreciate those words because I shouldn't shy away from that. And you should lean into what makes you special and different. And yeah, it's it's hard also when I think for you and I, we do things that are independent of ourselves. And I am excited to have you on today because I 
want to hear your experience with having a partner and then not having that partner to work with anymore and how this like individual journey has been for you and how you hopefully like have you been thriving with lack of community or do you feel like this has been a super individual journey for you well every day it's different but i will say i do not feel like i have a lack of community i have a very strong community. And just because I'm not like on a microphone with them doesn't mean that there are not people that I am like talking about it with constantly. I'm super, super fortunate that I have like my three best girlfriends all live within like seven blocks of me. And we go on like probably like three, five mile walks a week where we just sit there and be like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is how I'm kind of working through. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? And so I definitely have that bouncing board. I will say that it has been scary going out on my own because you just, you're not really tied to anyone. And I'm a little bit of a control freak. Like, and I say that in a very loving way, but like, I don't have a whole lot of patience with myself for things to take the time they need. And I'm working on it, I'm growing, but I kind of have liked getting to do parts of it on my own. I like getting to be in charge of how the episodes come together. I like getting to decide who I have a conversation with and what that conversation is going to look like. There are certainly things that I miss about having a partner. And I think eventually as my brand and my podcast grows, I would like to bring a team in because I think it's so, so helpful to have people to bounce ideas off of. And also, I think that some of the trouble we get in when we are working on our own project is thinking like we have all the answers and we very rarely do. And usually it's not A or B, it's some like combination of everyone's input. Does that answer your question? It totally does. And I think my biggest struggle throughout this whole time in freelance and why I was so interested in this topic of community and partnerships with you is I, this last year, finally started incorporating people into my world, like a marketing person for the podcast, an external editing team out in Australia, people that are way more in my business than I ever was used to. And I think that there's some really beneficial Official things that can come out of it. And also it makes you realize like, wow, I'm not used to working with a team. And like, mm-hmm. I am so aware of what my weaknesses are. And then also even within this podcast world, because my job was so client facing, like I was the thing that I am selling and my clients are just the people who hire me and then let me take the rein. Whereas community and partnerships, it really is this working machine. And I'm curious, even from your standpoint of getting this podcast off the ground with collaborations, I want to know how it works with you. Like even you reaching out to me, it is obviously a business marketing thing, but it's also community building. Like how do you make sure that your interactions with people to grow your community is authentic and real and not like, Hey, I need this from you. Come work with me. Collaborating is super hard. And I don't think I realized that as much because I'm used to being in the theater world where someone tells you what to do and you do it. And you know, you can put your own spin on that, but there is a hierarchy. And when it came time to collaborating, it, it that is a very 
give and take thing and to learn how to do that with A, someone that you really care about and respect, but B, with something as personal as creativity and a passion project. I think the easiest thing or what I found really helpful is to just keep reminding yourself that like you love this person, you care about this person, and you're not trying to be a dick, basically. It's like you you both are passionate about something because you care about it. So it's not you two like versus each other. It's you trying to create the best version of something that you both really care about, which is a really beautiful thing. For me, going from that transition from having a partner to going off on my own, I am so, so grateful to Dustin because I would never have had the courage to do this on my own. I am like a, it needs to be perfect. And if it is not perfect. I'm not going to do it because I like to be an expert. And I'm really not. I'm just surviving, like theoretically thriving, but yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm so, so grateful to him for that experience. And I feel like I have a clearer vision of the direction I want this to go because I was forced to have to collaborate and was forced to articulate what I want. And so often, especially as creatives, I feel like we're like, well, I don't really know how to say what I want. I just know the feeling I want. Or I know that I want this kind of like vibe or this energy. But when you're reaching out to people and you're trying to connect and build that community, you need to give people more than like, I feel like we vibe together kind of thing. So I I took a lot of that with me as I moved into my own. In terms of reaching out to people, I have found that the podcasting community and the creative community, and especially like my podcast focuses on women in creativity. And I feel like we are just in this beautiful day and age of like women supporting women. And I have had such generosity with the people that I've reached out to. And even if people have said, you know, I'm not able to do this now, but in the future, I've reached out to a lot of guests that honestly have really no business being on my podcast, but have said yes. And I've gotten these really, really big names that I'm shocked by just because they believe in what I'm saying. And I think if you come to someone, if you come to the table with something that you're passionate about and that you that you really believe in, people can feel that and they can read that energy and they want to be a part of it. And what I appreciate about you is you have not skipped steps. Like for people who are listening, because I, I actually do get a lot of these type of emails either from other podcasters or photographers who are reaching out and they just want, 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 which... Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, like we all need each other here to get to a bigger something, whether that's a collaboration or a project or a shoot. And I get that. But when you come to me and you just have this watered down thing and you don't have anything to show for it, then I don't feel really that compelled to put in all this work to then help you. And what I want to tell people is, Alex, with your email, you've outlined beautifully topics in which like you feel confident and great talking about. You then give me like a list of websites and Instagrams and Q&As and podcasts that I can see as reference. And right then and there, I'm like, oh, wow she has value that she's bringing to me and I have value that I can bring to her. And that is when this like harmonious community can start coming together and building each other up in a authentic and genuine way and not in a let me latch onto you 
and mm-hmm. reap the benefits of what you've worked hard to do. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. And I'm not surprised that people have said yes to being on your podcast because your website looks beautiful. I can tell you've put a lot of work and thought into it. And I just want to stress to people that like those things come through in like a very big way. Well, that makes me so happy to hear because <laughs> I'm like, it's so important to come from a place of like serving and like, how can I add value to what you have already done? And for me, I was so nervous to reach out to people because I'm like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a breathwork coach. I don't do like, like I don't have that, but I do feel like I have a really good grasp on the importance of community, collaboration, taking care of yourself. You know, I feel like in any creative profession, we are just expected to like give, give, give. And it's a very personal profession that we have chosen. And you need to fill that up. You need to take care of yourself. And so I know one of the things we were chatting about via email before this was like, can you build community, but also still focus on self-growth and and focus on yourself? And to me, it's like, oh my God, 100%. I feel like it is so important to take care of yourself because from that place of fullness and um, abundance, then you can more freely give and you can more freely impact other people with your gifts. I think that if we're like struggling to like stay afloat, it's it's just draining. It's a, It gets to be exhausting. Totally. And it goes back to you need to bring to the table, you know, in order to collaborate and communicate with people who you want to have in your circle, you need to show up as your best self. And so I think it's a lot of the work really is your own personal development and like making sure that you are good on your own so that when you come to that person, when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous, like you were saying, <laughs> but I'm excited, you're ready for it. And then they will be so much more receptive to working with you and collaborating with you. And then it's like, wow, look at your community just grow and build over this time. And what amazing opportunities can come from just like being a great female business owner. And it's been amazing for me as far as being in Chicago. And I've been here for just about two and a half years. And I went from being like, I don't know how I'm going to make a single friend, how I'm going to get a single job to just having this amazing group of female entrepreneurs around me who we all really respect one another and help one another and kind of like let each other thrive on their own path. In the past three and a half-ish years, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been this like coming together of Mm -hmm. women where for so long we were raised under this like patriarchal society that was like, you know, only one of you can succeed. Only one of you, one person gets chosen by the prince. Everyone else is an ugly stepsister. One person can get the promotion. One person can get the job. And it's just like, we were set up to be so competitive with each other. And I think that from the beginning of time, women have thrived most when they're in communities. When the men went out to go hunting, like the women are the people who are like, this is what I've heard. This is what's going on. How can I help you? How can I say like, there's a reason why the phrase is like, it takes a village. And it's like, we work better together. And we're now on this like beautiful journey where I think people are really starting to recognize that and lean into it and are like, okay, well, how can how can we stay connected? And this whole COVID shit show has been like so interesting because a lot of the 
avenues like co-working spaces or mixers or live events and everything have really been like shut down. So it's people are really using their creativity to say like, how can we continue to stay connected and grow and foster that community? Because they really understand the importance and the value in that connection and keeping that alive. Even within a business scope, I'm curious what your take is when people are listening to this and saying, you know, I really want to reach out to my community and my network and how can I do a better job at this? For me, I always grapple with, okay, well, is the right move to reach out to all the photographers that I love and know and trust? Or do I reach out to, you know, a hairstylist that could potentially work with me for all of my weddings going forward? Like I think people are scared to almost get out of their box. Do you think that community is better in a broader range or like, should people stay specific and poignant about it? I think both. I think it's super important to surround yourself with people who don't do what you do. I think it is vital because I think that it's in human nature to compare your journey to other people's journey. And you just go to people for different reasons. So if I'm bitching about something in my career, I want to talk to someone who's who's gone through that or who's in that journey with me. I have that. But then you also need people in your community who are outside of what you do and also are able to offer like a really fresh perspective and spark this like light bulb moment of like, oh, I never really thought of it that way because they are coming from it from a different angle. So I think it's both. I think that you need to have people close to you who do what you do and who get what you do. But you also need to have people who don't get what you do and don't know what you do and just love you and believe in you and want to support you. And that support will come through even though they don't necessarily understand or care really about the brand. They care about you. What I've learned over the years is the saying like, you are the sum of your five closest friends. I feel that way also within my creative community. Like I really do try to surround myself with people who challenge me, who are approaching things slightly different than me and just who can open my eyes up to like, oh wait, I could actually be doing this differently. And it's been just so refreshing to have those extra set of eyes and ears when I might be closed off. And I think as creatives, we all have our different ebbs and flows. And when I'm in a rut, a friend is like on her high horse creatively. And when someone else is trying to pivot or trying to start something and they have those blockages and can't see, it's like, I love stepping in and just brainstorming with them for an hour and like seeing what we can do together and how they can use my studio and how we can market their product better. And I think it's actually really gratifying for me and for others wanting to help one another. Yeah. And I think like part of my impetus for starting my podcast, Pull It Together, was that I really believe everyone is creative. I think that we all as spiritual beings have this creative energy within us and people who are successful in life, regardless of what their profession is, are people who have tapped into that and learned to honor that side of themselves. So I really wanted to make sure that that I was talking with women in all creative walks of life. I didn't want to just speak with actors. I didn't want to just speak with dancers. I wanted to speak with women that I'm like, you seem to be slaying the game. What can I learn from you? How can I how can I grow from your experience? And then I also think that it's really important to go out with your friends and not talk about business and not brainstorm how to grow and how to monetize and how to like... I feel so filled up 
to my core when I just go over to my girlfriend's house and have dinner and have a glass of wine. And we just talk about like ideas and the world and life and everything going on. It has nothing to do with like what we do for a living. It just like fills my creative soul. So when I leave, I'm like, oh, I'm inspired. I just feel like I have a new zest for life. And I, I come at my work then in a fresher way. And I even encourage people to do that same thing with someone in your industry. Like I have built some of my strongest relationships with my work coworkers. I'm putting that in air quotes because I don't really have coworkers, but there are people in my community who we really help one another. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll just go get a drink and like not have the expectation of having this be a work meeting, but it builds stronger bonds and it builds that trust within both of you. And then when it does come time for tough decisions or big projects, there's one example I can think of when I did my live podcast episode, I knew I wanted to have my friend Emily on. And then I I had this one person, Shannon O'Brien, she's a really successful makeup artist in Mm -hmm. Chicago, Illinois. And we are absolutely friends and coworkers in a sense, but she yeah, was someone who I was like, I just want to talk to you and hang out with you and get to know you more. And if I hadn't done that months prior to this live podcast episode, me asking her would have been this like, hey, like, can you come and talk for me, for my podcast? But instead, because we had built that like lighthearted friendship and community beforehand, when it came time for that ask, she was like, yeah, no problem. Like whatever you need. So because she believes in what you do. I think that when people get to know your spirit and your soul, that's what they want to be a part of. They don't fucking care if it's like a podcast or a movie yeah. or a dance. Like it, it just to them, they're like, oh, well, I care about you. And if you're if it's important to you, then obviously I'll do it because you're important yeah. to me. Yeah. The only way to do that is just to put yourself out there and maybe not hang out with the same three people on rotation that you always hang out with. Expand your network as best as you can, and it will really really come to help you in the long run. It has for me in the last five years. And I can tell Alex that already is for you because you're (laughs) doing it in such a genuine and authentic way. And I just really appreciate having you on the podcast. And I can't wait to just see your journey and see see your podcast and your brand flourish and to collaborate down the road and to also get drinks and not collaborate one of these days. (laughs) 100%. I love that. Where can people find your work and how can people find you? So my podcast is Pull It Together. Our Instagram is at Pull It Together Pod. Our website, pullittogetherpod.com. And then I am at Alexandra Mateo with two T's, the Italian way. Love it. Yeah, everyone, please go take a look at her website and her work. It's the branding is so adorable. And for any of you just seeking inspiration as to like how to start something, I think you're doing it in a really great way. So I wish you the best of luck with everything. Thank you so, so much. It was so nice to get to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Bye. All right, there you have it. That was my conversation with Alex. I know at the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, just trudging through mud, trying to get this episode up and running. And now that I've actually just done the work and put in that honestly like small bit of effort, it's really not even that much work in all honesty. I feel 
so much better. And sometimes I just need a little push, even if it's from you guys. And just knowing that you're listening each week and taking what I have to say to heart is enough for me to keep going and to be putting out these episodes. So if you love this episode, the best way that you can help this podcast survive and thrive and flourish is to tell a friend and go ahead and rate it and subscribe to it and just share the love. And I would be so appreciative of that. I will see you back next week for another episode. We are going to be talking with a really cool creative company. They're a family-owned partnership. So it's going to be really talking all about teamwork and how to thrive in it rather than kind of crash and burn. So I'll see you all back next week and hope you guys are productive and yeah, talk later. Editing and original music by Camden Stacy and my manager slash producer of the show, Sonia Garlick. Thanks so much for listening all. Stay tuned for more episodes each week and make sure to hit that subscribe button. I'm Alicia Tova and you are listening to The Freelance Hustle.